Welcome to Grace Story Podcast. We're here to connect you with education, resources, and community that equip you for the journey of restoration. My name is Nate Davison, and I am your host here at Grace Story Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again for another great episode, this time with my friend Dorsey Ross, who has experienced some obstacles in his life, to say the least. I know you're going to like this one, so I'm glad you tuned in. You know, if you haven't gotten your registration done for conference just yet, I want to make sure you save an extra 25% off of the admission uh, for that event. You can go over to GraceStoryMinistries.com, and uh, when you get to the registration part, just type in podcast 25, and you'll be able to save 25% off of your admission for the event. Our guest today is Dorsey Ross, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit about his life, sharing his testimony, his story, um, and sharing with us what it's like to try to overcome uh, life's obstacles, especially when those obstacles aren't going to go away for you. Um, They're just here to stay. Uh, throughout his life, Dorsey, he's had to overcome a lot. Um, he was born with a congenital disability. Uh, he went through 68 operations. Um, there's been plenty of times in his life where he admits that he has asked the question of why. Why would a God who is loving and caring allow uh, someone to be born with a disability like Dorsey has? Uh, Dorsey's He's come a long way with his his uh, his journey, and his he has a lot of in depth thought on his theological answer as to why he was born the way he was, um, and it's he doesn't know why, uh, but he wants his life to glorify God no matter what, um, and and through his his life through his story, God has helped him with overcoming so many life obstacles. Um, and now uh, Dorsey has a, a ministry where he shares his story. Uh, he's a motivational speaker. Uh, he's an author. Uh, and he's a uh, podcast host of the Dorsey Ross Show. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy this episode. So let's jump right into our conversation with Dorsey Ross. All right, Dorsey Ross, thank you so much for coming on Grace Story Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a good one because um, I don't know how many of our people in our community know your story, but I'll, I'll be honest, looking at your story online on your webpage, um, which everyone can look up and you have books there and everything, but you talk about having been diagnosed with Apert syndrome and some of the, that diagnosis for some, uh, especially around the time you were born, was a death sentence, um, or at least you're going to be made a recluse, or you're, you're not supposed to be doing all the accomplishments like you've done, you know, starting a podcast, becoming a motivational speaker, graduating uh, with your bachelor's, uh, it, was it youth ministry? Youth ministry. Yeah, all those things, those, those were supposedly from the medical professionals, they were telling uh, you and your family, no, it's not possible. Can you just start us off at the beginning of that story with uh, with Dorsey, um, w- with your parents, and what what was that like? The beginning of it, and how did that all begin? Yeah, well, my you know, my mom and my dad. My mom was forty. My mom was forty one, and my dad was forty five when they had me, and they already had two grown daughters. You know, two sisters my two older sisters, and they were not expecting to even have another child. My mom started to gain weight, and 
you know, she was a little concerned, especially at her age, you know, why am I gaining this weight? What's going on? She went to the doctor. The doctor said to her, well, you know, we have good news for you. You don't have any type of tumor. There's no cancer, none of that stuff. But you do have, you know, a baby growing inside of you. Back then, they didn't have the detecting and the medical, you know, abilities that they do to detect today, you know, with the ultrasound and all that stuff to see, you know, what is the health of the baby? What, how is that, you know, how is the baby prognosing and how is it growing and all those types of things. So when I was born, I was born several weeks early and, you know, when I, when I was born, the doctors rushed me out to be examined. They didn't tell my parents anything. They didn't, you know, say, hey, there's something wrong with their baby. We got to go kick them out. They didn't, tell, they didn't tell them anything. Apparently, they had, you know, put me into a, you know, crib or whatever, and they wheeled me back into the room where my mom was, and I had raised my hand, and my hand at the time, you know, both of my hands at the time, but she sort of one, were fused together. I mean, I had no interview movement of them, of my fingers. And she said, well, if that's the only thing that's, you know, wrong with him, then, you know, maybe he'll, at least that's, you know, the, the worst case scenario, not realizing it was a few minutes or a few hours later what the doctors were going to tell them. And the doctors explained to my parents that I had apolet syndrome which is a birth defect of the hands and the face. And when I was born, my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose were pushed back into my head and my fingers and toes were fused to get me. I had no individual movement of them. And also on top of that, I had no cross spot or no skull opening to allow my brain to grow and allow it to function normally, and because of that, the doctor said, look, your son has no skull opening, he has no room for his brain to grow, he'll eventually become brain dead, and the best option that we can give to you is to put him into a institution. Thank God my parents were both, you know, people of faith, they believed in God, and they said, you know, look, we can't give up on the son that God has given us. We're just not going to walk away. So this is during a time, this is in the 1970s, is Late that nine, correct? Yeah, 1977. So they, they have limited uh, ways to treat this at that time. I was looking up Apert syndrome, um, and I was surprised to find how rare it is. They're saying something like one in every 65,000 births, and that's that's just an estimate um, because right. they, they don't know um, exactly. And it's so rare, but uh, I can't imagine being a parent and you know, you're expecting your third child, everything went just fine with the first two. And then all of a sudden, the doctors, they're telling you, we need to put this, uh, your, your, your baby that you've already grown to love, we need to put them away because there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Uh, where, where do you think they found that fortitude to just say, no, we're going with it? Uh, 
I, you know, I, it had to be something, you know, it had to be God, God, you know, something that God had given them, you know, something that they believed that, you know, that God had something, you know, great in store for my life or that, that they just couldn't bear, you know, shining away their, their son. Well, to say that uh, Apert syndrome is a disability is an understatement. Um, looking through some of the things it can affect, you've already mentioned the hands, um, the, the head, which will eventually affect the brain without some intervention. Uh, but for some, it can be not only skeletal and neurological, but it can be uh, the organs as well, different defects of the heart or, right. or the GI tract, the abdomen, the kidneys, um, and all these things. And it's my understanding you you had to go through, was it 68 surgeries? Yeah, 68 surgeries. And what, what was that time frame over? How old are you during these surgeries? I had about, I was probably from six weeks old is when I had my first operation to wow. open the skull and to allow my brain to grow up until probably 15 or 16 was probably the last, you know, major surgery. But I also, I include this one just because it was an operation, but I was in barber college and I fell and I broke my arm. And because of the way my arms are, you know, they're not, you know, they're limiting in motion, that I went to the hospital three days after I broke my arm because I didn't realize I had broken it right away. They said, well, you know, we're going to have to operate and put, you know, pins into your arm. So I want to back up just to, just a moment because we talk about how, well, as medical experts call it, this is random. Uh, this is not something that, uh, you know, they, they can track very well. It's just a mutation in genes that happens randomly. Right. So, and, and I want to, you know, we as Christians, we love the verse, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, I knew you, you before you were born. I knit you together in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of rectify a loving God? who makes no mistakes and, and, and creates us as his image bearers. Um, and what the world is telling you that you are a random mistake. Well, you know, you, you touched on it with those, you know, with those verses and that's, you know, um, that's some of the, that's some of the Bible, Bible verses that I use when I speak and when I share my story, you know, and I just believe by faith that, you know, I wasn't a, I'm not random. I'm not, you know, wasn't just a mutation in, in the things that, you know, that happened. You know, I I was, you know, God did see me in my mother's room. God formed me in my mother's room. You know, was it, you know, you could, you could ask the question, you know, was it on purpose that God allowed me to be born this way? Or was it, you know, something in... You know, was it again mutating, you know, and that's, you know, that's another, no, that's a question. But I believe that regardless of how it happened, that God, you know, does have a plan and purpose for my life. That, you know, God loves me, that God cares for me, that, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to 
lock for you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future here in my 2911. Well, what I'm hearing you say is that whether or not uh, God did this or, or made this to occur, it, it, you, you, you don't know. Right. But that's not the point, that you are still created as an image bearer of God and are here to glorify him in any way possible. Absolutely. Um, and that, that's, that's an amazing thing, especially to think about as you're going through those formative years. You say up until 16 years of age, you were going through surgery after surgery. Um, but also, you're going through uh, all the normal stuff that kiddos go through. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was this like with other kids? You know, some of it was good and some of it, you know, wasn't good. And what I mean by that is, you know, growing up, I was on a bowling and baseball league for people with disabilities. I, you know, still to the day in some respect, I still play basketball, even with my son dorms. I played you know, rode, I rode my bike, I rode, you know, played in the street, played baseball in the street. Some of that was good, and on, when I say some of it was bad, and in that respect, I mean that, you know, some of the kids would, you know, make fun of me. Some of the kids would pick on me, they would call me names, they would bully me. Sometimes I wouldn't feel like they were accepting me, you know, except for the fact that I had the games to play and I had the the video games to play or I had the G.I. Go set to, you know, play with in my in my bedroom. So that had to have been very difficult as because, I mean, we're all looking for connection. We're all looking for a way to belong because not just like being image bearers of God and the community of the Trinity is so important. We also have that in us, a desire for community uh, and connection. How, how did that affect you going into, you know, those later teen years in college? Did it change the way you reached out to others or, or, or did it change the way others maybe reached out to you in any way? Well, the community that I made was with the community in the church, the com- you know, the youth the community of the youth in the church where they accepted me, where they loved on me, where they cared for me, where they allowed me to come in and be a, be a part of that of that group. Be, you know, they allowed, you know, they said, hey, come on, you know, let's go on the youth convention, let's go, you know, to youth rallies and, and whatnot, you know. They didn't say, well, Dorsey's different. We're not going to let him co- go to, you know, youth rally. We're not going to let him go to youth conventions. They allowed me to be a part of that. And that's, you know, something that I, I definitely enjoyed and I definitely appreciated about, you know, being a part of the youth group. Well, setting yourself up there for, well, well, you're the genetics, setting yourself up for a, a life of, what the medical experts call failure or, you know, you're not going to make it, but you have overcome a lot of these things, which is, uh, in the title of your book. Um, it's part of what you talk about, uh, in your motivational speeches. Um, but this is, uh, a disability that's not going away. It's not something that you're going to be able to 
overcome like some may uh, do on other things, but this is a disability that's going to stick with you. So I wanted to ask you, what does overcoming uh, and especially overcoming a disability mean to you? What does overcoming look like for Dorsey? My parents always allowed me growing up. They always allowed me to, you know, figure out for myself what I could and could not do. And, you know, couldn't work in very much. I mentioned, you know, about playing sports in the, in the street, playing baseball, playing football. And I, you know, even with my shortened arms, I've, you know, I've done the rock climbing walls and, you know, in, in different places in the indoor rock climbing walls. And overcoming means that I'm going to figure out for myself what it is that I can overcome and what are the things that I can't overcome. And thankfully in my life so far, there aren't very many things that in my life that I'm not able to, to do. As you can hear, you know, today, I have a speech impediment. I had to grew up going to speech classes when I was in elementary and high school, and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> and and now I'm traveling the country and, you know, sometimes do all on Zoom, on Zoom calls sharing my story. And last year, you know, on, on a whim, I started a podcast. And I was like, eh, let me try it, see what happens. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, I'll probably quit this in a couple of months and see what happens. And now I'm I'm both a guest on, and a host on, on different shows. Well, and I think there's a reason for that, though, because, you know, we're the, the, there's plenty of podcasts out there. There's plenty of motivational speakers, but not everybody has the story and the uh, the the grace of God in their life like you do. Um, and, and you're right. You're not supposed to be doing all those things. You're not supposed to be able to have a podcast. You're not supposed to be able to be a motivational speaker. But I guess somebody forgot to tell you that you couldn't do those things. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I love it. It's it's an inspiration. Uh, and what, since we're talking about the podcast, uh, you do have your own podcast, The Dorsey Ross Show. Right. Um, can you tell us why you started that? Uh, you say it's on a whim, but you know, your ministry and all that, uh, wh- what was the inspiration to go towards a podcast for you? I was interviewed, you know, a few weeks before I guess I started it. I was interviewed on a, another podcast about my, about my story and about what God has done in my life. And I was like, Hey, you know, let me, let me check it out and, you know, see what, see what this whole podcast thing is about and I tried it and I was like, let's see, you know, so I did my my story in my first episode and then I started to ask a couple of people, you know, if they would want to come on and they said, yeah, I got my friends to come on and then I went on a couple of websites and got more and more people to come on and now it's just steamrolling. Well, and and I am uh, a subscriber of your podcast. Those listening, if you uh, hey, at least I got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than one. If you if you like uh, inspiration, uh, and if you like great stories and and solid advice on on certain topics, hard topics 
the Dorsey Ross show is one to, to check out. Uh, what's something though, as you're starting that podcast that happened while you started it, or maybe your ministry that you didn't expect to happen, uh, that, that was great. Uh, and something, uh, that, that happened that was just God making it happen for you. Yeah. I think, you know, it took a few months to realize it, but it's just, you know, the open doors of people that I was able to talk to and be able to connect with and be able to get on my show. And they were like, yeah, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to have you on. We'd love to have you on. Vice versa, people saying to me, hey, you know, come on my show and we'll, you know, we'll have you on. And it wasn't just even Christian-based or faith-based shows. It was just, you know, secular shows and whatnot that said, hey, we'll, we'll have you on. You know, you're inspirational. We'll, you know, this is an inspirational show. We'll, we'll have you on. So really God going before you, making connections for you to share your story. Uh, what If there's one thing uh, that you wish everybody knew about life challenges for those with disabilities, whether that's uh, some type of misconception or, or whatever it may be, what would that be if you could talk to the people? I would say that we're probably, for the most part, most people with disabilities are probably smarter than you think we are. I like that because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you can see somebody with a disability and think uh, I, I, there, I think there's even a term for it, but you know, it, you don't mean to be condescending, but yeah. over helping or, you know, people with disabilities are a lot more independent than a lot of people give them credit for. Right. Um, so yeah, I like that a lot. I want to turn now to a question about maybe what is the best advice? Cause I, <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten a lot of advice in your life, but weeding through all of the people trying to tell you to hang in there or, you know, just keep moving forward. What is that solid practical advice that you have been given on overcoming obstacles? Obviously yours is a disability and some of the uh, anxiety of overcoming that or the fear of perception or things like that. But for those out there listening that, want to relate on a physical or emotional or some type of societal uh, obstacle that's in their way. What's the best advice that you've been given on that? I would just say, you know, don't give up. Just keep, keep moving forward. You know, if there's an obstacle in your way that you feel, you know, that you feel that you can't overcome, then keep, keep persevering and, you know, keep, keep moving forward to until you get over that, until you get over the obstacle. Well, you mentioned a little while ago about how important uh, your parents were to you, uh, how important it was to be included by friends um, and have that community around you. Um, what What is the, the value of that? And where do you now go for your support? I go to do that support from my friends that, you know, from Bible college, from friends that I made at my at my former church in in New York and even as I said the the, the kids and the well we're all adults now but the <laughs> the guys that I met at my you know at my barber at my barber college that's where I go to my for my support. Well and and you have uh, a, a wonderful ministry people can can check out your website 
if they would like to. It, it's all about overcoming life's os- obstacles. DorseyRossMinistries.com. Uh, can you tell us a little bit? I, I do have another question for you, but can you tell us a little bit more about how to find out more about you and uh, what uh, resources are over there at your website and, and kind of what you do uh, as a ministry? Well, you said, you know, DorseyRossMinistries.com. And I have my book on that on that website that you can pick up. If you buy it directly from the website, I will send it to you. And I also include a autograph with that. I also have my the link to my podcast on there as well. And I just, you know, travel around and I speak at different churches and different events. And I've spoken to youth groups and I've spoken to people of all ages and I've spoken in about probably about 26, 27 states already and, you know, a few hundred churches already. I love it. And, and, and with that, uh, I, I like to give an opportunity for, for our guests to speak directly to uh, our listeners, to our Grace Story community. Um, and I think for you, I might ask you if there is something one thing that you might pull from your your time of motivational speaking, uh, one opportunity to speak to our community, our Gray Story community, and share with them something to do, something to remember, something to think about, uh, something to help move them forward on their journey of restoration. What would that word be from Dorsey Ross? That word would be especially in this time that we're going through with the pandemic and you know we see what's going on in Afghanistan and I would just say you know know that you know regardless of what we go through regardless of what we face that God is always there that God and his Holy Spirit and his presence is always there with us we may not always feel him we may not always hear him but we know that he is there with us in the midst of what we are going through. I love that. If if uh, if y'all want more words of encouragement like that from someone who's been there, been through the dark times, uh, gone from being called a monster to now being one that encourages others and uh, takes time to encourage others like this on this show. Uh, you got to go over and look at the Dorsey Ross show, uh, check out his book, uh, because it's a, it's a wonderful story of, of a miracle, a walking miracle and God using, uh, a, a life that others said should be thrown away. I love it. Uh, Dorsey, thank you so much for coming on the grace story podcast today. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. And one, one other thing before I leave, another, another story about when I was born, there was an either, I don't know if it was my nurse or another nurse in the hospital that was there, but somehow they found out about me and about my story. And they went up to my parents and they said, hey, if you take him to Conley Presbyterian Hospital in New York City, they're doing operations on babies like your son, and they're you know they may be able to help it you know help him better than they can here. 
And that's how, you know, it got started with the operations and me going to the hospital and getting all, you know, all my operations and everything. It sounds like just another example of God intervening in your life and uh, moving you towards the plan that he has for you. Right. I love that. Well, Dorsey, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Um, it's It's been a pleasure, and I know our guests are going to love it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, listener, for joining in on this episode. I hope you were you're encouraged. I hope you were also challenged uh, that you, too, can be an overcomer uh, with no matter what life is, is handing you, even in those challenges, those disabilities, uh, if you will, that aren't going away. Uh, there is hope, there is healing, and there is power through, uh, through God um, and only through God. Uh, can we face life's adversities? Now, uh, if you haven't already gone over to Facebook and joined the community group, I hope you'll do that. Uh, there's people just like Dorsey in there, all on a journey of restoration uh, with hope uh, for the future. So I hope you'll go over there, just type uh, Grace Story Community in the search uh, bar on Facebook, and you'll find us there. Just a couple questions to answer to get into the group, and then you're all set uh, to, to join in on the Grace Story Community. Make sure to uh, get ready for conference. Remember, Podcast 25 will save you 25%. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Can't believe it's episode 40 uh, that we're going to be doing next already. Uh, But we're going to be talking with Tom Sproles. uh, And the title of that one is Life Lessons from an Undertaker. Uh, It's one I know you're not going to want to miss with my good friend Tom Sproles. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. I hope you'll join us then because there is no us without you. You are what it's all about here, the Grace Story community. So join in with us next time. Until then, we'll be praying for you on your journey of restoration.